Welcome to the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Our mission is simple. To talk about the video games we're playing, to discuss all issues surrounding gaming, and to cultivate a community of like-minded people who want to discuss gaming with each other. People love to play the hypothetical game, where they ask each other about fictitious scenarios to elicit a response. For example, if you could have one superpower, which would you choose? Or, if you could have three wishes, what would you wish for? Or, if the U.S. government finally approved universal health care, which would improve the life of every citizen in the U.S., which ailment would you go get looked at that you've been hoping doesn't turn into cancer first? <laughs> it's a fun game, right? I'm sad. Well, today, we're going to be playing one of those games. You know the old elementary school game of fuck, marry, kill, right? So we have three gaming studios, Capcom, Nintendo, and Square Enix. Which would you fuck, which would you marry, and which would you kill? We also have a lot of games to discuss, such as Trek to Yomi, Papatura, Peglin, Labyrinth City, Pierre the Ma... That's not how you say that. Pierre the Maze Detective, and more Loot River discussion. And we will be rounding out the show with our social media polls that we ran over at the Sword Chomp Instagram earlier this week. So, let's start with the intros and get you familiar with the voices that you'll be hearing today. First, I'm joined by a man whose village was recently attacked by bandits. While some people would fight to allow the rest of the villagers to flee, this man was caught in the barn practicing onanism to some cow udders. When a couple of bandits witnessed this event, they initially projectile vomited, but after spewing bile across the stable, they had post-puke clarity. They, too, looked at the udders in a different light. A few moments later, more bandits came into the barn and found this man, along with the other two bandits, frigging. A half hour passed when the bandit leader began to wonder where all the other bandits run off to. He happened upon the barn where he found all of the bandits dead with their willies in their hands. He took one look at the cow udders and understood as he slowly began to undo his knickers. He felt an iron sword plunge through his back, protruding from his chest. Richmeister, dick still in hand, single-handedly destroyed the entire raiding party while still beating his meat. Rich, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. These guys barge into this barn, and I'm the bad guy? Like, knock. Someone's, right. someone's in there. I mean, who wants to be interrupted when they're frigging? Yeah. Honestly. Shit is happening in there, you know? If the barns are rocking... Nah, yeah. because I want it some time to pull my pants up. Or you want some time to put your finger in your asshole, right? Put on a real show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You don't know where to take this intro, do you? <laughs> I, you know, I don't really have a good, uh, like, I don't feel like you give me a lot of runway because you, you really, like, climaxed in the setup. And so did I. I, I. I didn't. Oh, well, yeah. Okay, there, there it is. There it is. But no, how you doing this week, man? I'm tired, man. Like, not really. Yeah, it's, it's been a, like a weirdly 
long week that is blurred. Like, I haven't really even played that many games this week. I've just been um, sorting some emails and, and putting some other stuff together for the site and uh, sleeping. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's nice right, out man. over here, though. I've been getting, getting, a little, getting out a little more because it's very nice out here. Getting good. some hiking trails. Hell yeah, dude. That's good to hear. Um, it's been rainy over here the last few days, so I'm glad someone's getting some sunshine. Little, little weather, yeah. Weather. We're having weather. weather. <laughs> the, uh, hey, so how about that weather thing? The, uh, the cherry blossoms are in bloom, Shay. That's nice, actually. I like cherry yeah. blossoms. They're, they're quite lovely. They get everywhere, yeah. but they're quite lovely. They are indeed. They are indeed. Well, Rich, I'm glad you're here. We can keep the intro shorter this week. Usually we prattle on, but this week we can be, we can be a little bit quieter and a little bit more subdued. Submissive. And breedable. Mm. That's what I like. But I'm also joined by a person who runs the only bandit audit business. They go out to a village after it has been raided in secret to see how successful or unsuccessful a bandit's raid was. They look for death count, number of buildings burned, number of valuables stolen, and amount of livestock slain. They will give them scathing remarks if the bandits don't manage to fulfill and complete the job. The auditor once gave Billy the Kid a D- for an unnamed town driving the kid off. They were called to the village to evaluate the raid. They came across the barn and saw the bandits all massacred. They witnessed the cow lazily grazing in its living stall. Being the expert they are, they claimed that the cow was the ultimate bandit and retired to live a life of quietude. Please welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing today? Never seen the like of that cow again. It was an absolute unit. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what you wrote on your report, if I remember reading it correctly. It is the case. Um, I wrote that when I revised his report. Mm. I thought it was shorter than, than the way he worded it. How, how did, did he word I it, I did Rich? go on a bit there. Yeah, no, I mean, something about just the absolute size of its, of its udders, I believe you used the word engorged. Mm-hmm. This guy can prattle on. You know, now that you, you bring up the idea, Shay, of, like, auditors for bandits, I'm just picturing, like, bandits in the modern world and, like, them checking to make sure, like, the restraints the bandits are using are up to OSHA regulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. I, I, I imagined a video game as I was writing this where you, you aren't, like, defending against the bandits or you're the bandit leading it but you're the actual person that's going and like write, writing the report you're right ri- bandit, th- bandit that's manager simulator mm-hmm. yes <laughs> yes that's kind of what i had envisioned in my mind but no josh how you doing this week man how have things been pretty good pretty good um a lot less expensive than last week that was <laughs> been been trying to you know keep things a little low-key c- compared to all of that. Um, yeah. Tr- doing my best anyway. You know. Every, every now and then, you, just, you know. Mm. Kind of goes off the rails. 
Yeah, you know, sometimes things come up. You know, you, like you said, you break a TV or something happens with your computer or you need an eight ball. Or you there's know, a cow that needs to be replaced <laughs> because it's so engorged. Mm-hmm. Is that your thing today, Rich? Engorge? Is that your thing? I don't really have a thing today. Kind of feel like you do. Eh, you know, well, that's on you to judge. I mean, who decides that they have a thing? It's like making it up a uh, nickname. You don't pick your own nickname. That'd be Josh the Bandit Auditor. Mm-hmm. Who that's decides not, that? I don't think it can count as a nickname if it's longer than your actual name. Huh? Billy is Billy the Kid. That's longer than his actual name. But is it longer than his last name? And his mm. middle name? I don't know his fucking middle and I'm last name. Does anybody? The, oh, fucking, it's The is his middle name, and Kid is his last name. It's so, not a nickname. So apparently he's That's a Muppet. That's his full name. Got him. Yes, yeah. It's gotta be a Muppet. Yeah. Everything he, with you're thinking la- of middle Do- name The is, is a Muppet. You're thinking of Dr. Buns and Honeydew. Mm-hmm. Or Gonzo the Great. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, before we get too off the rails, I want to say thank you both for being here. I'm excited to talk about some video games this week. Um, I'm Shay, your host for today's discussion, and I have a quick little anecdote for you guys. I wanted to see what you guys thought. So this morning as I was coming back from the convenience store, buying my breakfast because I woke up a little late, I suddenly hear this in my uh, wireless headphones, and I'm like, oh, fuck. It's the bat phone. And I I was freaking out, and it turns out I pocket-dialed someone. And let me tell you guys something. In 2006, when we had flip phones, it was terrifying to butt-dial somebody. Mm -hmm. In 2022, the terror is like tenfold when you pocket-dial somebody on accident. I don't doubt it. Because Mm -hmm. all of our apps now have, like, the call feature. Like, my no joke, the calculator on my phone has a call feature. That's how many apps have a call feature. Well, what if you need to send someone numbers, stat? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so I'm accidentally calling my Japanese uh, language instructor at 8.30 in the morning. And I was like, I, I messaged her. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call <laughs> this morning. But it, isn't it more terrifying to pocket dial somebody in 2022 than it was in 2006? Yeah, it's also. I think you're, your phone ringing is more terrifying. You're, you're in a unique position of trying to. Make sure you're translating correctly the difference between a butt dial and a booty call whenever you're <laughs> making that distinction to anyone in Japan. It's a unique situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm safe in that particular <laughs> yeah. instance. Of what? You know, I mean, it's Shay, certainly... That, that does immediately make me think of all times, like, just the idea of, like, making a phone call is, like, anxiety-inducing at this point in my life. There was a post I saw somewhere a long time ago. I'm like, that is 100% accurate. We're like, in 2008, we were paying extra money for individual ringtones for everyone in our phone. And now if my phone rings, it ruins my day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's the truth, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We live in the darkest times. Yep. It was the darkest of times. It was... The darkest of times. When cell phones were new and they were like, and the best part is it's not a landline, so telemarketers can't get a hold of you. <sighs> Little we didn't, did they know. We didn't know how good we had it. It's mm-hmm. true. It's true. But before we get into the topic of the show and get into the meat of the conversation, I just wanted to mention that, again, 
that Rich recently got up a written review of the new game Aiden Chronicle Rising, and we discussed it in detail in last week's episode of the Chompcast. He was lucky enough to have been given a code by Rabbit and Bear Studios, so please go check that review out and check the game out. It's on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass. There you have it. So, without further ado, let's get into the topic. Uh, These kind of hypothetical scenarios are always fun. I think everybody and their mother likes to comment on them. And we have a a doozy of one this week. Uh, Fuck, Mary kill Capcom, Nintendo, and Square Enix. So how this works is basically very simple. Mary is the one that you want to keep around for the rest of your life. You know, it's the one that you dote on, that you love, that you think about. Fuck it, whether it's like it's the one before the one you marry or it's like the side piece that like, oh, I'll have some fun with you, but I could take it or leave it. And then kill is obviously the one that you'd you'd let go. You'd say, yeah, I could live without that one. So, Rich, you have the unfortunate job um i think we're gonna do it this way instead of saying like saying all our choices simultaneously build the suspense up a little bit which would you fuck okay um you know you know the worst part of this is like and i'm gonna tell you who i'm gonna fuck in a second we started talking about when you when you brought these three uh studios in particular at first part of my brain was like i'm not happy about it but like this won't be too hard. And then I started looking into more like back in the day. I remember thinking there's so many great Capcom games, but not as much anymore. There's so much Capcom shit. I played in the last two years alone. That's great. That's fucking baller as hell. That being said, um, I would fuck square Enix. Okay. Why would you fuck square Enix? Because you know, uh, you know, square Enix is the kind of studio you want to make love to in the daytime. You want to grind out all day, just go for it. You know, hours and hours of JRPGs. You want to give it to them long, give them to a good. You know what I mean? Square Enix mm. is dirty. You're yes. not ready to settle, settle down with it and have kids. Square is all about that tantric stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah, I want to. I want to increase combat speed. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's fun. You're having a great time. You two really make each other laugh. Sometimes, sometimes days with Square Enix aren't great. Um, but a lot of the time they're fantastic. You can't really see yourself settling down and having kids with Square Enix. But you you two have fun together. That's fair. So like in terms of the the jokes and the metaphor aside, basically you like a, a lot of Square Enix games, but at the same time they're not the ones that really like get you going. Oh, they get me going, you know, in that sexual way. Um there's so many good Square Enix games I like, but I feel like I don't want to blow my load and say what studio gets the Mary spot, but like there's so many some of my favorite games ever are Square Enix games, but Square Enix also has a lot of misses of Avengers. Um, but yeah, I I, I, I love Very subtle I, there. Yeah, well it was. What do you mean I coughed? Uh, okay. uh, that game's terrible. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's this is a really tough one. All three of those studios are great, and that that's kind of what I settled on. Squares that middle role for me. We got we okay. have some fun together, but I don't I don't need it necessarily. <clears throat> yeah, in twenty twenty two, it's a little bit hard to justify Square Enix. You know, like 
20 years ago, hell yeah. Now? Eh. Which is, for me, also, um, my choice of fuck, I yeah. think. Is because the only reason why it's, it's not a kill is because Square, Squaresoft, Square Enix still has some of my all-time favorite games. That, that backlog saves them at this point. I also uh, think there's still at least one Square game that, like, I really fucking dig, like, every two years or so, at least. Yeah. Yeah, that's but that they're is not true. always knocking it out of the park. That's a good point. I mean that 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 Final Fantasy VII remake was damn fucking good. One and, of my uh, favorite games of the past ten years, and Dragon Quest XI, another recent banger from Square. That's true, and uh, uh, Marvel's Avengers, another absolute unit of a game. I don't think that was them. I'm pretty sure that studio belongs to the Embracer Group. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Fair point. Well taken. No, but uh, in all seriousness, they've they've had a few really good games recently, but the consistency hasn't been there per se for me. Sure. So I think that's why I'm I'm comfortable putting putting them in the fuck spot. You know, Final Fantasy VII remake, one of my favorite games in the past decade, but not much else outside of that. I've really enjoyed too terribly much from the company in the past year or two, at least. If not a little bit longer, so I'm I'm comfortable saying like, you yes, Square Enix, you have an amazing back catalog of some of my all time favorite games that I have super strong memories with. Um, you Square, created a game, bed, baby. <laughs> you created a game recently that I loved, and so it's like it's like that uh, the, that one that's like. If we could have, if our chemistry could have worked out, what could have been? So you go back for like one final time for me, and that's like the Final Fantasy VII remake. But uh, for the most part, yeah, it's it's kind of like the middle studio for me. So, uh, Josh, mm. out of those three choices, who would you fuck? I I think I think we're gonna end up just basically doing the same thing on this. Which unfortunately, <laughs> like, I I think. Kind of, yeah. Um, I, I we're going to have uniformity here. Yeah. And our listeners are going to have a lot more diversity. Oh, no. The three white guys agree with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe next week we can talk. No, no. I'm not. Let's, let's not. No, no. <laughs> Just make the joke and edit it out. Just make the joke and edit it out. Next week, look forward to our symposia on the uterus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the, hey, abo- be, the abortion yeah, we, diaries mm-hmm. by three white men. We should definitely talk more about things we're certainly not qualified to speak on. Exactly. Um, yeah, but, you but can no, that no, <laughs> yeah. This is this is a uh, this is a fuck Square Enix, kind of for some of the same reasons you're saying, but also fuck Square Enix for selling off some of the best IP in the business, so they could. Get into NFTs try, as try they to crash. sell us JPEGs. Um, I do appreciate though, Josh. In the past few days, Square Enix has been very transparent. Going, we're not that worried because Final Fantasy fourteen prints money. Which yes, like they'd have to fuck up pretty hard to uh, kill that cash cow at this point, uh, especially with everything that Blizzard is doing to ensure that they're the only MMO on the market. Um, yeah. 
and as as someone you and I have had this conversation not just in private but on this podcast before, in my personal opinion, the past few years, prior to all the stuff Blizzard was doing, Final Fantasy fourteen was becoming a better MMO than WoW anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it it's definitely stepped up in the last few years. Um But yeah, kinda no reason to repeat a lot of the other stuff you said there. Like the the, the square games are some some of my favorites from from the last you know for a long time, but again, it's a lot a lot of my favorite games from them are are my older favorite games. You know, back when we had our fling in the nineties. Um, Baby, we had so much fun together. Yeah. Um, Imagine what we could have been. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you had given me the second part of Xenogears. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's fair. Well, Josh, for, for the sake of being fair, then, let's throw it back to you. Who would you kill, and why? Who would I kill? And I think Rich already alluded to this earlier on. I mean, it's, it's got to be Capcom just by sheer volume. <sighs> it sucks. Which They got, like, three bangers right now, but... Yeah, and, and also, kind of for similar reasons, but, like, they, they, they were the ones to show up right after all my amazing times with that that crazy crazy you know relationship with square in the 90s with you know all their insane stuff on the gamecube and ps2 that was just really really inventive and and you know they were they were trying some new stuff at the time and that was kind of what spoke to me as far as their their catalog is concerned i know a lot of other people have more fond memories of their older stuff, but just, just personally, that was kind of what I was a bigger fan of. Hmm. Um, That's yeah. fair. I mean, like, Rich, I'll let you go ahead, actually, before I say anything. Sure. Um, I mean, it's also Capcom for me, if that wasn't obvious. It was, like, a weird choice to make, but it, I, I have more so probably than Josh a fondness for a lot of Capcom's early days, like, for older Mega Man and stuff like that. Those are still games I go back to today. But what really, like, cemented this for me, I was looking at, like, Capcom's more recent offerings, and what I like is, like, really fucking insanely good, and there's stuff I put a ton of hours into, like Resident Evil Village and uh, Monster Hunter. Um, but then for every one of those, I think, like, what's the other Capcom thing I've really put time into or just remakes of Resident Evil and Street Fighter V, which is, like, my least favorite Street Fighter in many years. Mm. Um. So it's not even a matter of like the, the things I'm enjoying from Capcom in the modern day are great, but their offering is just much less than the other two. Um, and it makes it easier to, to let go of that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Like it, for me, honestly, it's Capcom as well. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it was really hard because like you said, Rich, I, I had, do have a fondness for the old Mega Man games and I will return to them sometimes. Uh, I really loved Resident Evil Village and the Resident Evil 2 uh, remake when it came out. I liked Resident Evil 7 a lot. I have a very big fondness for the Dead Rising series, especially 1 and 2. I love those games. Those are a couple of my favorite games of all time. But when I think about the other two studios, those those studios consistently have some of my favorite games and within the past few years as well. You know, bring uh, back Dino Crisis, you cowards! 
I'm to be honest with you, Final Fantasy VII Remake trumps almost anything on the list for the almost anything on the list. Um, and that game was to me was stronger than all the most recent experiences I've had with Capcom put together, to be honest with you. And it pains me to say that because there a lot of Capcom games have been very, very good in the past few years. But yeah, just for me, if if I had to let one go, it would be this one. I I feel the most comfortable letting this one go if I can I ask you a question, Shay? And this might lead a little bit too much into like the next part of this, but well, that's fine. It's fine. I mean, I think okay. we, we, yeah. I'm genuinely curious since we all now know that we're all marrying Nintendo. If you had not played Breath of the Wild, do you think uh, Square Enix would be your marry? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I thought so. I was just curious. I was just genuinely curious. Yeah, I mean, and that that leads me exactly to what I was gonna say. I was gonna kick off the marry section. Uh, with myself because I'm selfish now because uh, you guys got to go but I I was looking at the list and this kind of surprised me because I thought Nintendo initially was going to be my kill when I came up with this topic really for sure 100% but then I looked at the games in the past few years that have come out from Nintendo and I was like fuck I really loved Pokemon Legends Arceus like I that is the game I've played the most this year I really enjoyed my time with Metroid Dread. I loved Triangle Strategy, which was also a game this year. I have enjoyed Smash Bros. Ultimate the past few years off and on. Obviously, at the end of last year, beginning of this year, finally played and fell in love with Breath of the Wild. Um, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem. Pokemon Sword and Shield. I mean, I mean the list goes on and on and on, and... I was like, God damn, a lot of my favorite games have come out in Nintendo in the past few years. And I would have never expected that because I was a kid who grew up loving Sega. And I always had to fight against people being like, oh, Super Nintendo is better. Welcome to the right side of history. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I still swear that Sega is the better system. You know, I mean, thankfully, I was as a kid, I was taught to be respectful. And like when these kids were like, Sega is better. I was just like, they don't know better. It's fine. Mm -hmm. They don't know. It's okay. Well, now I'm they just hear the term blast processing. It doesn't actually mean anything. (laughs) I hear the term shining force, and I get a boner. But uh, see, no one knows what that is. A lot of people do. Twitter tells me that there are dozens of us. (laughs) (laughs) There are tens of us. But I, yeah, I was surprised at how many games that I've really loved in the past few years have come from Nintendo. So. Nintendo as a company as a whole having a lot a lot of smaller and medium-sized issues that it has ignoring that a lot of the games that have come from Nintendo have been games I've really loved and so I have to I have to give the nod to Nintendo there as the studio I I would hate to not marry not spend the next phase of my life with it's oh, yeah, weird man. for me to say that. Like, I'm struggling to say that right <laughs> now. It's painful, but it's true. I have to accept it. Rich, uh, why Nintendo for you? Uh, well, for a smattering of, like, one of the reasons you've said, like, the past few years on the Switch, Nintendo's been absolutely killing it. But then to sort of move beyond that, like, I talked about sort of my history with both Capcom and Square and how they both have games that are important to me. But as far as, like old games that are important to me. Nintendo is a cut above like all of that stuff. 
there's a smattering of Nintendo games, and I've talked about this before, that I just kind of replay every year. Like, around the holidays when I'm getting stressed out, I always replay Super Mario World as, like, a way to relax. The, the well of Nintendo stuff I go back to every year without fail, like A Link to the Past. I, I cannot live without that shit. It just, it is, like, coming home. It is just familiar. And games like Final Fantasy VII were the same way, but there's just so many more in the Nintendo uh, backlog for me. And on top of that, Mario Odyssey, Breath of the Wild, Fire Emblem, all the stuff you were just talking about, Shay. Like, the Switch is absolutely killing it in the first-party department. Still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh, take it away. Wrap, wrap it up. Um... Yeah, I mean, kind of. It, it's not even just like a lot of the recent stuff. I think it's just it really is just kind of more the consistency that they've had through the years. Uh, like there have been misses, obviously, here and there, but you don't have to go too long between a really good Nintendo Nintendo release. Um like even even if it's something you're not um not looking forward to they'll just you know surprise you surprise you with something completely new like um we didn't know we wanted Luigi's Mansion as as you know the spin-off from the Mario series and and they gave us that and um and it's absolutely fucking killer yeah like you you get these weird things from them sometimes which is not something a lot of the other bigger studios do with you know their ip and it there was a dry spell there kind of after that gamecube where they're like okay we, we you know let's let's be a little bit less experimental with our ip but that's because they were experimenting with all their hardware um at the time and doing just you know what looked at the time like bizarre shit like what do you mean this handheld has a touchscreen on it? And that's now everything has a touchscreen on it. That's kind of where the mobile space went. Like it's just it's a really useful interface. Um, they I, they they keep things nice and spicy, and, uh, mm. and we we kind of need something like that for it uh, not to get stale, right? Nintendo's at their best when they're not being precious with their IP, which sometimes I, I still feel they are a little bit are, they are a little bit too often. But mm-hmm. at the, then for every time you're worried about that, you get like you said, Josh, you get a Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's hard to deny the fact that Nintendo's been on a roll. And granted, they have the luxury of other companies creating some games under the hood of Nintendo as well, like Game Freak. Uh, being under the hood of Nintendo when they create the new Pokemon games. They do have yeah. that luxury. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's in, in a way, it's kind of cheap that Nintendo, of course, well, is going to be the even not the Even not talking about just their published stuff, but, I mean, I mean that's kind of what we're doing, period, here, since all three of these are more known for their publishing than their developing. Right. I mean, back in there, but, when all three of them got their start... Yes, they were they were all developers, but developers. But now they're so much bigger than that. Their brands, yeah. their umbrellas. Exactly. They they still make a lot of their own stuff, but also they're kind of throwing that money around. But um, mm. 
Anyway. Nintendo's also one of the big ones where we know for a fact that a lot of their in-house teams are the ones making the absolute bangers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, let's read some of the listener comments. Uh, every Thursday at the Sword Shop Instagram, if you want to comment on the topic of the show, uh, there will be a post up th- to which you can comment on, and we love reading the comments on the show. So first is from Messi Valoni. Mine would probably in that exact order. So, such as fuck Capcom, marry Square Enix, and kill Nintendo. I never own a Nintendo, so... And then, shoulder shrug emoji. And I guess that makes sense. As someone who who had never owned a Nintendo console when I was a kid and a teenager, that that probably, when I was that at that age, not that this person is that age. Yeah, it's not like their IP is anywhere else. (laughs) Right. None of their games. <laughs> That's right. Nowhere else. Uh, I love Wand of Gameron. Risen Shadow eighty six said, "Marry Nintendo, fuck Capcom, and kill Square Enix." I love how like absolutely different that is from the previous comment. Couldn't be couldn't be farther from. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Which is interesting. Tawny S said, "Fuck Nintendo," because they're. They are not being their best these days. Many cap or marry Capcom because they are putting in the work and kill Square because I don't want to buy JRPGs of Squall's revolver. I 100% want to do that. Are they making that? <laughs> the the gunblade? I'm not sure. Probably an origin story for the gunblade. No, I I think he I think he meant JPGs, JPEGs. Oh, JPEG. Oh, right. oh, that's oh, okay. probably yeah, true. No. I mean, well, don't worry. That house of cards is crumbling around them. So mm-hmm. within a few months, they'll just shut up about it. At least I together. assume that's what he was going for. That's but, probably yeah, no, what he's going for. That makes a lot more sense. And he's correct. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say house of cards crumbling around them because of Kevin Spacey and house? That's of not cards? why I said it, but that's what I'm thinking about. I, I would have said air conditioners clump crumbling around him. There you huh. go. That's better. That, that's that better. top, that super topical house of cards reference. Yes, it's very, very new and you know he was a news. he was a gamer in that show. <laughs> he he was. was always playing his PS Vita. And what game was he playing, Rich? I I don't remember. I know he was playing a Vita. Call of Duty. That's what he was um, playing. Yeah, he played Call of Duty on the TV sometimes too. Yeah, yeah. Jay Holbro said, "This is tricky, but for me, I'd probably say fuck Nintendo." Because they still have some good IPs. Marry Capcom, because they're one of my favorite studios and will play almost anything they put out. And kill Square. They haven't been the same in a while with very lackluster and by the books games. What do you think? Square has put out by the books games lately? You guys, you guys feel that way? I like, I like a lot of what Square's doing right now in their, Jap- in their Japanese studios. Well, that's the only studios they have now. <laughs> well, what what I mean, so like I, I understand kind of why they ditched those studios because the Tomb Raider studios hadn't done too much recently, and the other stuff coming out was pretty fucking shitty, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I like how Guardians of the Galaxy was a much bigger improvement on Avengers, and they're like, hey, let's sell high. Well, it I mean, was it, makes su- sense. it was such a different game, and I do hope that Embracer does something with that. I, I hope Embracer goes through with uh, Ideas Montreal getting to make a a sequel to that because that game is that game is killer. I'm sure it'll happen. A lot of people love that game. Yeah. 
FHM sandwich. This is a hard one. Hmm. I would probably fuck Capcom because they have made games I really like, such as Monster Hunter Resident Evil. I would marry Square because I love me a good story slash JRPG. Kill Nintendo, but I wouldn't like doing it. Sweet, sweet Nintendo boy. Hmm. Kilted Gamer said, can I fucking marry all of these? I don't want to kill any of them. Yeah, no, that's that's how I was originally going to answer, but then Shay yelled at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I f- flayed him with my words. Yes, and! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I did it. I did it. I went with it. I went with it. Be proud of me. Usually I'd fight back, but yeah. I was like, nope. I'm going to wa- swerve into it. Um... Let's play a game with these last few. We have five more comments. Sure. I'm going to read you the name, and I want you to guess. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read all the comment except the names of okay. they said. So, for example, Gengar053 said, Fuck blank, marry blank, they are making a glorious return, and kill blank as they are just falling apart minus an IP or two. Oh, What do I, you guys I, think? I think I can confidently predict this one. Okay. So uh, well, Gengar from, 053 said, yeah. fuck who? For one, the username is Gengar, so... Uh, kind of giving away the game. Yeah, they're kind of blowing their load there. Um, okay. But I'm going to say they're going to fuck Capcom. Okay. Marry Nintendo. Okay. Kill uh, Square Enix. Okay, you got one of those right. Really? Which one did I get right? Kill Square Enix. Really? So Man, they fuck they... Nintendo and they marry Capcom. Huh. What, this is what happens whenever you... Uh, Make a screen name when you're 13. This is the future liberals <laughs> want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this what the left wants? Um, yeah, it's interesting. They're falling apart minus an IP or two. I don't know if I agree with that. About? Square. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I mean, they're Japanese studios, which, are, again, as you point out, share all they have left are doing just great. Hmm. I think so, yeah. With All the exception right. of Babylon's Fall, which had one concurrent player last week. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Yikers. Uh, JT Ruiz, good buddy of ours, said, My one-nighter might be with blank. My Mary is blank, as they always deliver on the wholesome stuff. I trust blank to raise my kids, but blank, with no new Darkstalkers or Marvel game, they are dead to me. Another one we're kind of giving it away there. Okay. That, that person just did our, our lineup. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What is it? It's uh, fuck Square Enix, marry Nintendo, kill Capcom. Mm-hmm. You got it. Oh, again, the IP was kind of there. Which <laughs> yeah. That's fair. All right, this one's going to be tough. Um, Wish of the Wild said, fuck blank, marry blank, kill blank. <laughs> That's it. Huh. Josh, guess. <laughs> um, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting a real directness there. Hmm. This sure is a person that knows what they want. Exactly. And I can appreciate. Yeah, that. Like, I can. I respect no, that. No though. explaining it, and and I think no explaining it is is very much a Mary Capcom. Fuck Square Enix. Kill Nintendo. Okay. Rich, what do you think? I'm Give going you... to guess 
I'm gonna go wild card here and guess Mary Nintendo. Fuck Capcom. Kill Square Enix. I'll tell you this: one of you two got it perfectly. Really? Which one of us? Rich. Damn! <laughs> I was like, I was surprised too because they said fucking Mary kill, but you went Mary fuck kill, and I was like, Mary uh, Nintendo. I was like, oh shit, you got it. Nice, good job. Yeah, fuck Capcom, Mary Nintendo, kill Square. Same as us? No, no, just kidding. Not no, same not, as not us. the same as us, but the fucking kill, mm-hmm. fucking killer switched. Yes. All right, we got two more, guys. Beef Supreme Thirteen said Mary blank. Fuck blank in the butt. Kill blank. I said in what I said. The butt. Okay, now we've... This, the important questions here. Which of these companies mm. has the best ass? Uh, <laughs> N- Nintendo. Have you seen Donkey Kong's dumper? I mean... If there's... Rich. I mean... If, if, if there's a poster boy for skipping leg day, it's Donkey Kong. Like, yeah, he's breedable and submissive. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Uh, Um, Fuck Square Enus, Mary Capcom, kill Nintendo. Say that one more time. Fuck Square Enix, Mary Capcom, kill Nintendo. Okay. Josh, do you agree or do you have a different one? I think it's, I think it's fuck Square. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this, Rich, when you said so, uh, so when Josh said who two. has the nicest ass and you said Nintendo, it's fuck Nintendo in the butt, which okay. made me laugh immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why I was good. silently laughing, but it's Mary Capcom, fuck Nintendo in the butt and kills Square Enix. Uh-huh. I was just going wild card guessing at that point. There were not enough context clues, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, well, this one's gonna be really, really difficult. It's the last one. It's from our good buddy Bebop. I wish you guys luck. Why would you do this to me? Why? Alright. I think mine has got to go fuck blank. They're good for a fling every now and then, but they always leave me wanting more. I'd marry blank because, well, actually, I'm gonna blank out the the name of the game that they list here to make it even harder. Otherwise, uh-huh. you'd know. I'd marry Blank because, well, Blank was one of my first loves, and even though my hot and heavy feelings have cooled, they still manage to give me the warm and fuzzies on a pretty damn consistent basis. And that leaves me killing Blank. Unfortunately, I have to kill Blank because I don't want kids, and while I have a lot of love of Blank things, nothing compares to my absolute adoration of Blank. Sorry, Blank. Ha. Huh. <laughs> one a, of those I, you can guess. I have a guess. Okay. Fuck. Square Enix. Okay. Marry Capcom. Okay. Kill Nintendo. Okay. No, he definitely killed Nintendo. Yeah. Ooh. Do you go the same with Richard? Do you go the opposite? Okay, you think he marries Square? Yeah. And you think he fucks Capcom? Yeah. This is this is a tough one. That yeah, yeah, I think I'm going with that. Okay. Here, I'll read the full comment to you. Okay. Why would you do this to me? Why? All right. 
I think mine has to go fuck Capcom. They're good for a fling every now and then, but they always leave me wanting mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. I'd marry Square Enix because, well, Final Fantasy was one of my first loves, yep. and even though my hot and heavy feelings have cooled, they still manage to give me the warm and fuzzies on pretty damn consistent basis. And that leaves me killing Nintendo. Unfortunately, I have to kill Nintendo because I don't want kids. And while I love a lot of Nintendo things, nothing compares to my absolute adoration of Final Fantasy. Sorry, Nintendo. Josh, good job. You got that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, there you have it. There were the comments. You know, at first I was just going to read them all. I was like, let's make a little game out of it. That was more fun. That was Mm -hmm. more fun. It was a little little game show. Mm -hmm. I like when we do those. Yeah, I haven't done one for a while. I should, I should surprise you guys with one here pretty soon. Yeah. Or not. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, that's right. But again, if you want to ever comment on the topic of the show, every Thursday at the Sword Shop Instagram, you can vote on the topics. And every Tuesday, you can vote on the polls that we do, um, which we'll read at the back end of the show. So stay tuned for that. But right now, we are going to go on a break. Um, and we will come back with all the games that we have been playing this week. So stick around, and we'll see you shortly. Psst, Shay! Shay, you there? Yeah, what's up? I don't know if Josh can hear us. I hacked into his edit of the podcast so we could plug the other shows. Quick, you gotta you got, you got to tell me what kind of new shows we have on the horizon. What's going on? What's in the feed? Okay, so it was like I was saying to my friend the other day, that freedom isn't free, bitch. That's a reference for no one, but that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why I'm here. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about new episodes of Evoking the Sublime. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that podcast that I recently got three new episodes up on. Yeah. Thanks for pitching that, man. Thanks for plugging that. No, I am legally obligated to. Well, I heard you got some episodes up on uh, Jumping at the Bits. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got a new one up on Kirby, where we talk about all about his history, his first two games in depth, and his just general facts about him overall. Oh, oh shit! Here comes Josh. Uh, Josh, we were just we were just telling the people about uh, Chomping After Dark and nothing else, like you requested. Maybe maybe you could tell them a little bit about that. Chomping After Dark. Yeah, yeah you, you remember that? In, yeah, you know that one. While I'm editing, how, how did you get here? It's not important. The point is, Chopping After Dark is a show where we spoil video games and sometimes movies. I heard we do comic books occasionally and TV shows, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Occasionally we do do those things. Yeah, and you said doo-doo. <laughs> I did say doo-doo. It's funny because it comes from your butt. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, anyways, Josh, we'll let you get back to editing. Sorry about interrupting you. How did they even get into this edit? Hey everyone, we are back. We are back. We are back. Ah, uh, ah, uh, we are back. I don't know what's happening. Anyways, we're going to talk about some games. Uh, first, we played Trek to Yomi, a game that just came out this week. It's a game that all of us have been anticipating to various degrees. I was, I think I put it on my most anticipated list mm-hmm. of the you three did. of us. You did. Yes. And so I've been really looking forward to this game. And when Rich was like, hey, it's on Game Pass, I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. Mm -hmm. So last few days, I've been playing it. And uh, Josh, you've also played it at this point, right? I've not finished it, but yes, I've played a lot of it. I I think I'm in, I think I just finished Chapter 4 last night. Where are you at? Do you know? 
Uh, I don't remember chapter breaks, so I assume chapter one, unless they're just. Wait, no, no. Do you mean the the like when the title screen things come up and it loads? Well, well, yeah. So like every like major cutscene is yeah. a pretty much a chapter. So okay, the, like the um, the first chapter ends with the transition from the childhood yeah, to the yeah, adult. Yeah. All right, I I didn't know you. I've not looked at like the level select or whatever to call to know what they were calling chapters. Um, it's it's easy for me to know because I'm playing on Xbox <clears> for Game Pass, and mm-hmm. when you complete a chapter, it gives you an achievement for ah, it. Ah, so that those pop easy up. for okay. me to know. That yeah, makes I've, sense. Yeah, I've got those disabled because they were like annoying you, really loud on stream uh, when, oh, I was, when I was when I was playing like, stuff. Oh, that right. makes sense. No, I, like I couldn't in you know couldn't change the volume of them independently. So I'm like, okay, let's let's not murder anyone wearing earbuds on stream so they're just they're just disabled currently that's fair what's the last thing you remember then um i I think think i'm also i'm the best your ability uh did you get to the zombies let me ask that no no i'm 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 at that you're right before that then yeah that that, exactly i'm 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 trying to remember those scenes i'm either i think i'm in four now like just getting to it um, ju- yeah, if if you haven't seen the zombies yet, you you haven't done chapter four yet. Yeah, I I just I was starting that and had to uh, cut it off before the uh, before the show. So mm. getting into that chapter. Okay. So before anyone listens any further, we will keep this spoiler free um, to the best of our ability. And if there's anything that we are approach, uh, approaching or encroaching on spoiler territory, we will make sure we you know ring that out beforehand so uh this game is basically a for the most part it's a side-scrolling action game uh there are some story driven um components to this game when you're in combat you're either going left to right um that's pretty much how the combat works exploration of the game it's a full 3d um exploration aspect of it and the exploration is Fairly minimal. I mean, you're looking for collectibles and things to increase your your character's health and stamina bar, or you are looking for um, scrolls that give you new abilities as a um, as a samurai, essentially. So the story starts out pretty simple. Uh, you're a child uh, who is training to become a samurai from your master. Your village is attacked by some bandits. You defend the village. But in the process of you and your your master defending the village, your master is assassinated um, while also presumably killing the bandit leader. And as you can tell, that inspired the intro for today. But Did those bandits uh, get audited at all? No. Or is that a spoiler? Rich, come on, man. <laughs> you know better. No, but uh, <laughs> then you are... that That is like the backstory and the origin story of the game. And then you play as the adult version of the samurai. What's really cool about this game is that it is a black and white game. Um, I guess you could say grayscale, but the, the, it has some uh, grain, film grain, so akin to older style, older style uh, movies being shot. So it's a very cinematic game. There are a lot of times where you're walking and it gives you different um, distance perspective on a lot of these shots. So you'll be walking and you'll have a pretty close up 
version of the samurai you're looking at and then other shots you're going to be very far away as the moon is giant in the background as you're walking across a bridge and you see the silhouette of the samurai not the actual samurai details itself the Mm -hmm. game is very very artful in that way it's very cinematically driven and that is like the the biggest draw here of this game and it's it's so amazing like I don't know about you, Josh, but I am constantly stopping this game, just taking screenshot just to after see screenshot. the backgrounds and stuff. Yes, yeah. yes. I've taken probably over 70 screenshots at this point of the game. Yeah, I've not actually gone back to look at any of those screenshots to know how they look like in still frame, because film grain is one of those things that uh, has a very different effect in motion compared to a, like a single frame of something. Um, right. Especially on you know they're they're going for very in, cheap film stock sort of a look to it you know mm. that that sort of that old very 70s, old film look yeah yeah that's kind of you know so between 50s and 70s era film stock where there was a lot of really cheap stuff that you know films were getting recorded on and you ended up with just so much film grain so much noise uh in mm. the shots um, mm. See, I'm I'm curious. Going, <laughs> I've not taken the time to actually go back and look at my screenshots. I'm I'm curious to see what they look like in still. Same, same. One of the things I want to say, as as cinematic as this game is, and like all the fucking amazing shots that I've taken so far, and just how much I'm enjoying it. One super minor critique: I wish you could control the level of film grain because I feel like at I most times only there's not enough on? film grain. I want more film grain. <laughs> Mm. You do love grain. There is an offer on, at least on PC. I, I've not. Uh, I there's no slider, but I I I started it. I have not, I did not play enough to feel comfortable like discussing it in in depth with you guys right now. But I can mm-hmm. say that much on PC. There's at least an on and off toggle, but there's no the, like intensity. There, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's an on and off switch for it, but there's no slider for intensity. And I wish there was a slider for intensity because I would love more film grain. I want to barely yeah. be able to see it. I just basically want it to be black and white fuzzy. Yep. I would love that. No, but uh, I, yeah, it's a very minor critique. You know, it's not that big of a deal at all. I, in terms of looking at some of the visuals, I've been impressed with a lot of the, the cinematic shots and like what, what the environments look like. The character models most of the time look really good. There have been a few times where they look pretty older model uh, character wise, but I think it's also masked by (laughs) by the the effects that they use, like the film grain. Yeah, yeah, is like it's to its benefit in this game that it masks how old older graphically some of the character models are. It's not a bad thing because, like, yeah, when you like, use like film grain, the you're wide generally shots. yes, yes. You're generally hearkening back to an earlier era or an earlier period of cinematography. So the fact that these character models look kind of older, or I, I guess you could say outdated, it doesn't really bother me personally because of the effects that they're using. It's hearkening back to a previous era. So mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't mind that. I mean, for some people, they might be like, why do character models look like ass in 2022? And that doesn't bother me at all. But it might bother some people. And I, I get that. I get that. But 
I don't think it's a huge deal in the way the perspective is pulled out in this game. Mm-hmm. If this right. were a game where like super highly detailed character models really mattered, but like from the perspective this game is presenting you with, it's really not. That's yeah. not the focus. You can You're tell not, like, they're swapping out phases. more detailed mm. models for the few scenes where it's like actually close-ups, like your you sensei yes. at the beginning is really detailed. There's not a character yes. that detailed anywhere else in the game that I've seen so far because he's the one that doesn't need to be yeah yeah exactly everyone else and it's like occasionally the camera will get too close to someone you're like oh wasn't wasn't supposed to see that (laughs) um right and like that's something that we've been really noticing a lot since i think final fantasy 7 remake is Mm -hmm. where resources are allocated and some of those minor fringe characters look or some of the less important (laughs) cutscenes, they don't get as much of the resources yeah yeah and that's something that I think for now we're going to have to deal with in video games until, you know, companies can afford the price to render all their models in glorious capabilities or that the consoles or gaming software allow for gaming companies to be able to render everything in that elite level of graphics. Oh, yeah. But yeah it's, fix it's, the doors. It's, it's such an intensive thing at this point, and we've, we, we've pushed realism so far that Like we can't we can't handle doing things in the same scale that we've done them before in in some cases, so right yeah. Plus, right. I don't know what's real anymore. Is this even happening? Exactly. This is all a video game. This, this is game about sucks. the band. This is the bandit audit. Um, oh, thank simulator. fucking god! I've been waiting forever for this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I mean, I want to say the the cinematography is just phenomenal in this game. the The lighting is fantastic. Something mm-hmm. that most people don't focus on something that we probably don't talk about enough here. Um, that, that lighting is a part of the cinematography. It's really good. It's, ve- it's among the best that I've seen this year, if not the best to date so far. Um, yeah, there, there, granted, I haven't played that many games, but... No, there's, there's a... A, it, it helps for, for, you know, just visually to make everything look great in, in that cinematic style, but also... They do a really good job of pulling attention with either, you know, w- with the lighting in this game as far as telling, okay, this, this is the main path, uh, sort of a feel to it. Like, it's, it's just mm. the way the shots are framed, the way, you know, the light will be on something of interest in this direction. Um, like, it, it really makes it pretty obvious um, w- whenever you're... Like you're saying, the, the exploration in this is very minimal, like, go down a short path, find a collectible type stuff. Mm. But you can almost always tell where the main path is in order to keep you on track if you're just trying to play through the story. Right. Right, exactly. I, uh, yeah, it's, the visuals have been just stunning the entire game. And the reason why we're talking about it so much is that's the huge draw here. The story is interesting. It's a very simple story um the backdrop like the the, the, what we told you about the intro i think you can surmise kind of what the rest of the game is about it's a it's a very traditional japanese story samurai story in in many many ways um what the the chapter that josh is coming on actually is where it kind of takes it is still pretty traditional in its storytelling but it's different from western stories um in that regard so it's traditional for Japanese storytelling. 
it's very different from Western storytelling. So when you hit chapter four, it's kind of when you hit the point of where it really separates itself out from a Western style storytelling. Yeah, not just a Western. And I think a lot of people will, that, that section will be kind of like a make or break for a lot of people if they stay on board with the story or if they just are continuing to play for the, um, just the killing of the game and whatnot. So I'll be interested to kind of hear your guys' thoughts next week when we all finish the game, when you guys get to that point, what you guys think about kind of like what seems to us in Western culture is like, like this weird left turn, but is pretty normal for Japanese storytelling. I'll be curious about that, but story is pretty simplistic. It's, it's interesting. It's managed to keep my attention the whole time. There's enough twists and turns um, to where I think it should keep the average person interested. Uh, it's not the main draw here, but it's certainly interesting in what it's trying to tell and where it's going so far. Um, the music is pretty sparse and minimal. However, the sound design is pretty good in this game, I would say. Um, it's, yeah. it's, really, it's really nice to hear uh, when you are battling somebody and you throw... It's not a ninja star. I know it's not that, but it's, it's like one of those little throwing equivalents. Like, what? Is it a kunai knife? I think that's pretty much what it is. Yes. You throw those and it makes a little like silent but yeah. sound and it's really rewarding to hear that. Um like those those little details are nice. It's not like mind-blowingly good, but it is a solid audio production in this game. I will say though that um maybe this is on the Xbox 1 only. When I booted up the game, the subtitles were reading and I saw the character model moving his mouth. And then finally the audio came in and it lapped over the next sentence. So two sentences were reading mm. at once. That's happened to me a few times in cutscenes. I've had a couple um, loading issues, but not to that extent. Yeah. At least on PC. But also, had, it's, yeah, it's running I off had, of an SSD at that point. So mm. I had one when I fired it up, but I also attribute it to, and Josh, I'm sure you can attest to this playing on PC Game Pass. Windows is really annoying with its permissions. So yeah. half the time you'll be like playing a game for 10 minutes and it's like, hey, this is trying to make changes to your PC. I'm like, yeah, I've been playing yeah, this you, for 10 minutes. Exactly. Like you've been playing this game for a long time. It's like, oh, oh shit, I forgot to ask you, man. I just realized <laughs> you've been running a program for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Ask for forgiveness, not permission. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's Microsoft's motto. Exactly. Right. Um, the combat in this game, I'm, I'm mixed on i want to say that i it's i'm mostly positive it is it is a very simplistic combat yeah you you get a few more things here and there you start slowly unlocking more abilities as you go so you start with like a like a heavy attack and a light attack and you yeah. can attack upwards or downwards but then your arsenal starts to yeah you start off blossom with, what it's like th th three different two hit combos yes. but also nothing in the game at that point actually interacts with those three combos in a different way. They're, they're all exactly the same as far as the actual effect of them. Um, right. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, exactly. not, it's not for a while that any of that actually comes into effect and it starts mattering which attacks you're using. And why should it? Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly right. Like, you get all these... The like those three combinations, but it doesn't really matter. It's I mean, it's fun to like try out the different styles and see what combinations out of the three you can make. But then um, it's pretty limited in that you start to unlock more abilities and stuff like that. And some of them are far more useful than others. I will say that. 
Yes. And you start to unlock more ranged weapons where the game really starts to open up the combat, which is nice. The combat doesn't really feel difficult until you actually get to chapter four. That's when the game's combat starts to feel a little bit more difficult for story reasons, which I, I've kind of already alluded to. I, will, I won't say any more than what I've said. That's when the combat starts to feel a little bit more difficult, for sure. And you, have to, you do have to start paying a little bit more attention to what combinations and moves you're using. Not a lot more, but a little bit more. So throughout the first three chapters, largely kind of the same thing that you're doing. Like you can realistically get by with only two moves throughout most of the game up to mm. that point. So the combat is fairly simplistic in that way. It's not a bad thing. It's not a great thing either. The, the combat's not the shining factor oh, yeah. of this no, game. It's, it's, it's there. The combat is there. Um, something that I kind of liked and then they got rid of uh, was early on you have to manually turn around. Um, mm. And then around chapter three, they start making it so your block will also block things behind you. And yes. You have combos that can turn you around instead of having to just manually turn yourself around. So facing right. really matters, you know, for, for getting yourself surrounded by enemies. Mm. Um, I kind of wish they didn't have those because a the parry doesn't fucking work whenever something's attacking you from behind almost ever. Yes. It will sometimes, but almost never. So you kind of. Just an incredibly tight timing window? It's not even that it's a tight timing window. It's that the timing window fucking moves all over the place. It's not the same if you're blocking someone from behind you. It, it doesn't work reliably at all. I'm really okay. glad you said this, Josh, because I thought I just sucked at the parry because sometimes I, ha I feel like I have the timing and everything down, and then other times I feel like I don't know where the timing window is for the parry. Like, I, and it's, main, it's mainly due to the issue you're talking about, like when you're turning around and blocking. Yeah. But I've still struggled sometimes with just getting the parry timing down. Like, it's, it's a fairly flexible parry window for, for just the normal parry. But I, I, it's just unreliable when you add the turning around aspect into it as well. Mm. Uh, and I think, mm. it's, I think it's because you're, it's doing some sort of enemy lock thing. Like, oh, you're parrying this enemy. And Ooh, yeah, that could... Because be you're it. getting surrounded and... So, like, it doesn't lock you into the correct animation you, for, you won't oh, you parry, parried this guy. Yeah, um, you won't parry the enemy you're not, like, you know, yes. engaged with as far as the AI is concerned. Yeah, and I think that's the issue, is that sometimes if there's two enemies near you, it's just like, oh, no, you just missed the parry on this it, other guy. It doesn't guy. know what, who you're focused on, so it doesn't really know what to do. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where it's been the least reliable. Um, and kind of why I was saying, like, like, I understand from an ease of use perspective why, but also it felt way more solid until they gave me that ability when it was just, it's on you. Turn around if you want to block somebody or, or parry somebody. And then they're like, oh, no, we'll handle it. Will you? W will you really? Um, they're trying their best. Yeah. And that, it gets a little frustrating sometimes whenever I'm assuming they'll do their job. <laughs> And actually turn me around to block somebody. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah, the, the, the parry hasn't been the most reliable thing for me at times. It becomes more exacerbated 
the further you get into the game as you have a bunch more enemies kind of thrown at you at once, which mm-hmm. is also why the parry turns into an it automatically turns you around type thing as yes. you really, like I said, you really start to experience in chapter three and even more in chapter four. Um, it becomes even more important that the parry automatically turns you around. And that's all I'll say about that. Um, sure. there, I don't feel like there's much more to say about the game right now because neither of us or none of us have finished it. But I, I'm really enjoying the time that I've put into the game so far. Uh, it's weird. I, one thing I, I found is really funny is I was looking up the game as in a lot of places say it takes four to six hours to beat the game. I was like, okay, that's not bad. That's a pretty reasonable time. And then another place was like, yeah, it takes four to six hours to beat the game. Each chapter is 90 minutes long and it's seven chapters. And I was like, where the fuck did you do Hang math on that? now. That, that math seems off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was, where's the math in that? Um, I can check uh, how long to beat and tell you what how long to beat says. Yeah, my yeah. guess is that they're like, if you're not exploring, if this is, if this is not your first well, yeah, playthrough, that's, that's, yeah. the main path, like I said, it's pretty obvious. You're not going to accidentally wander off of it. But if you're intentionally wandering off of it, things slow down an awful lot. Um, they do, yeah. I mean, like, for me, I've been looking for all the collectibles. I've not been able to finish getting every single collectible in one level. I've missed one in almost just one or uh, two in almost every level. All right, mm-hmm. Shay, I'll, I'll give you guys this. Um, according to How Long to Beat, which I always find to be a reliable source, main yes. story, four and a half hours. Yeah. Main plus extras, six hours. Completionist, eight hours. That sounds about right to be honest yep. with me or to be honest with you not myself <laughs> but yeah that sounds about never right. honest with myself it's a never. bad precedent <laughs> i've never done it before when i start today <laughs> right um the last thing i'll say is that there are i believe three endings to this game from what i read and mm. there's a big choice you have to make in chapter four which um i'll be curious to kind of hear if you guys want to do like a mini chomping after dark on this game, which I, it would be like a 10 to 15 minute affair, or we can just spoil it on next week's and just kind of put that in the show notes and before beforehand we'll we'll spoil we, the we game. We can talk about it before the show, I think. Yeah, w- once we're all done with it, why don't yeah. we just like then we can have the discussion about what we think it merits. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. But there there's a big choice you have to make in chapter four, and I'll be kind of curious to hear what each one of you mm-hmm. make. What so, you're gonna do with that cow? You know, it could even be something where we could talk about it before oh, you guys engorged. get to. We could talk about <laughs> what, you, what, what we could all plan out specifically to make different choices. Like, oh, like, like you and I were kind of trying to do with triangle strategy. Kind of, yeah. So like where I, I've already made one choice and then each one of you makes a different choice. And then we could kind of compare notes about the endings. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that after the show then. Uh, for sure. Uh, all that's gonna happen is when I'm like up to the choice, I'm just gonna go in the WhatsApp and be like, "Shay, what do I do?" Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. That's easy enough. But um, my recommendation as of now, since I haven't finished the game, it's worth turning on just to see what they've done with the cinematography and the graphics and everything. It's worth at least looking at it. Um, it's a fun game to play so far, but. It is very a very stylistic game, and for, at least for us, I'm 100% sure that it will come up at the end of the year in terms of when we're discussing art direction and stuff like that. Um, it will at least be a part of the discussion, and I think that other publications this year will be talking about that game when it comes to art direction. So, 
if if you're at all interested in like being a part of that kind of discussion at the end of the year, I think you should at least turn it on for that reason. If not, if any of this discussion has sparked any interest, it's absolutely worth checking out. If you have Game Pass, it's available on all the systems right now too. So, yes, um, cool. I think it's worth checking out. Oh, it's not on available on the Switch. Sorry, let me correct that. Mm-hmm. Every other system, it's available on. So. Um, yeah, enough about Trek to Yomi. Sorry, I, I went really long. That's that's one of the games I've been most looking forward to this year, so I had a lot to say about it. Yeah. You're allowed. It's fine. Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, Papatura is uh, oh, yeah. a game that Josh has been playing recently. Yeah, I played this on uh, on stream this week. Um, you did a kind of like a surprise stream this week, didn't you? Well, it's like, it was, it's it was like planned, a, but... Uh, I didn't know. I wanted to go. I'll talk about Loot River later, but I saw that there were a bunch of patch notes about things they'd changed on that. So I wanted to give that a little mm. bit of time on stream again, kind of see see where it was. Uh, but um, that that was not like enough. I mean, had had I wanted to like really really dig into it, w- would have made that the whole stream. But I was more just kind of curious. Like let's let's see mm. where it is. Poking your head in. Yeah, because they've been patching it constantly since, since release. Um, so I'm like, okay, let's, let's check up on it. Um, so did that to start, and then I'm like, okay, we, we need something else to play. So I went to, to play Papatura, which is a game from last year that I'd been meaning to get around to. It is an adventure game, kind of, you know, point-and-click adventure game. Mm. Uh, very inspired by the sort of Amanita games formula where it's way more kind of experiential, like not, not super tough puzzles that you're going to get really stumped by. And even later on, they, they went to the point of, we're going to put mini games in here to just give you hints slash answers to how to solve any puzzle because it's meant to just kind of go through it and, and uh, it's a vibe. Yes. Yes. Uh, so very much inspired by that, uh, down to the music being done by flow X who has done almost all the music for the Amanita games. Um, but, uh, the art style in this is sort of a, Papercraft is not exactly right because that's more folded and whatnot. It's it's more like that sort of, you know, crinkled, crunched up paper, uh, sort of a, a look to it. Some some of it being folded, but I, almost every, almost if not everything, other than like a few little animated, you know, kind of like doodled eyes and whatnot on characters to animate them talking and whatnot is, it's a is really cute it's a really cute art style i want to yeah, say it's all, that. all made out of paper some stills of it um and speaking of lighting because it's all made out of paper it's all lit extremely uh deliberately uh in order to get this look across a, a lot of really warm um you know orangey rich colors uh mm. to to pull the world together um it's only I don't know, an, an hour or two experience, kind of depending on, you know, how the puzzles hit you. That you know, that's, that's right. always. Um, 
really, really lovely. Again, like I've I've liked Floex's music in basically all the other games he's he's worked on. Uh, hmm. and this is not an exception, although um, it's kind of a different style than he's really done a lot of before, which was way more, you know, Czech inspired kind of not not really folk music but very instrumentation is really in, inspired by that and this is not that so much it was way more um electronic um than some of that it was it was a lovely time short game you know if if you're kind of kind of know whether or not this is your thing by just the description i just gave you i think um mm. but yeah i i really enjoy these sort of um contained experiences like it's it's really more about kind of like rich was saying it's, it's it is about the vibe about going through here and kind of seeing this world that's very unique and just having having a little adventure in it and then and being done vibes um, are good man i'm always up for vibes mhm yeah it's like it's a really cool stylistic uh game it looks kind of gothic in some ways is that kind of fair to say josh it's like it almost um, reminds me of like tim burton adjacent or like ori adjacent like ori's not really gothic but it's kind of like a mixture of those two yeah i mean i think that's more of a scale thing because since it is all paper created stuff it, it's got that sort of stop motion small feel to to everything mm. um it you know it's, it's got a little bit of dark stuff here you know kind of your why you're even going on the adventure stuff that they're doing there but it, it it's not it's not really dark as far as as compared to some of them there's you know a little, little bit of that there but not yeah, not, it's o- not like overwhelming. Extreme. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a cool art direction, and it's something that like, for the sake of that, it piques my interest. Yeah. So, and I think, like you said, with that description, you'll you'll hear, you'll like when you hear it, you'll kind of know. Yeah, I, it's something I want to try, or it's something that's not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Cool, yeah. Cool. Well, Rich, I believe you played a game called Peglin? I did. I did. How is Peglin? Um, this is an early access game that's got a really cute art style and it's kind of it, it's very unique and I mean I didn't know how much I was going to dig this going into it, but I really like it. Um it's uh, a pachinko RPG. Uh so if anyone is familiar with Peggle, it's basically Peggle but an RPG. So you're playing as this little goblin guy and basically, you move in like a a rogue light sort of situation through encounters on a world map, and every encounter is a game of Peggle or Pachinko, whichever your your preference of calling it is. Um, so to do damage, you basically your little goblin fella has to drop these balls into the the Pachinko machine, and you can put all sorts of different modifiers on it to affect how the damage is going to rack up, like hitting more pegs. And knocking them out uh, deals more damage and stuff like that. But you can get all sorts of like multiplier and elemental modifiers on them. Uh, there's like one modifier that makes the the balls have like a gravitational pull towards the pegs. Um, 
Peggle's fun for anyone that's never played Peggle and adding sort of like an RPG meta to it is an interesting idea that I think uh, Peglin does enough to shake up and keep interesting. Mm. It's also got a really cute art style and some fun music. It's it's very relaxing. It's a fun game to just kind of relax with. Um, if I have time on, on Sunday after after I go for a hike, I might end up streaming some of it just because I think it's a chill game to stream. It looks really chill, and I like I like the uh, from what little I just saw, like at the top of the screen, how you and the enemy are kind of moving towards each other slowly. It builds yeah, up a you, lot of suspense. Yeah, it's like you're seeing like an actual like JRPG combat scenario on the top as you're <laughs> as you're playing this game of Peggle. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that deck it's in early access, so I don't know how much it's going to change as it goes on. Um, it was just kind of floating around the Steam charts a little bit, and I was like, "This looks kind of adorable and fun," hmm. and um, I want to to put a little more time into that one. But it's it's neat, it's it's relaxing, it's fun, and I think it, it's very unique. Like I've liked all these RPG shakeups on like older games we've been getting more recently, and this is not one I've seen yet. And I think I think it's a pretty fun one. And it's uh, it's twenty dollars right now, I believe. It was just on sale. Unfortunately, it was on sale for like thirteen dollars the other day, but that is now over. I'm sorry, everyone. Mm. <laughs> well, that's okay. <clears throat> it still looks like a like a fun chill game. So if anyone's interested in that, yeah, like they need yeah. a, like a wind me wind down game. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a good one for that. Like if this um if this gets a switch release, oh, that'll be. That'll be just top notch. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So I, I said something uh in the intro that I realized <laughs> I kind of messed up. I said it as it's two different games, and Joshua is kind enough not to correct me as I did this. Not uh, at that point, Labyrinth huh? City Pierre the Maze Detective is all one game. I thought it's two different games. Oh yeah. That's on me. Which I was like, Josh, you're playing a lot of maze. So did games. I. That's when when you, when you read it. That's why I was like, "Wow, Josh played a lot of games this week." But <laughs> the thing that I thought was like four games was one game. Yeah, yeah. yeah it turns it, out is like I don't I don't know if there was an accidental comma in there that led me to. No, it was a it was a colon. Yeah, yeah I don't exactly. know why my brain it's got, it's got one of those. Uh, it's got one of those you know Japanese light novel titles going on there. It's good mm. good paragraph and a half before you get yes. to the title. Yes. Yeah, no, it was definitely, I was definitely doing the same exact thing you were doing, Shane, reading it as like a semicolon, and I'm like, all right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> With all the fucking mazes, Josh, no, Ooh, but... Um, like the Oxford comma. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, Labyrinth City, Pierre the Mace Detective. Josh, what can you tell me about that? Um, this, is, this is another game from last year that I'd been wanting to get to. Uh, get get with the when times, I, old man. Oh, yeah, when, when I was on my uh, hidden item game kick um oh. and this is not so much a hidden item game um as it is kind of what it says in the title it is a maze that you are walking through um kind of in the art style of a you know extremely detailed children's book uh, sort of you know, uh, you know where's waldo Sort of a sort of a thing. These these. That's immediately what it reminded me of. I'm looking at the screenshots right now. Mm-hmm. Um, where instead of you know, like in a lot of other hidden items games that would you know have a you know, an art style that is similarly dense. Uh, in this, you are actually con controlling the character and just walking around in these mazes. And there's there's you know 
hidden stuff to find and whatnot, but the, the, the main point is to walk your way through the maze and, and get to the end, uh, chasing down Mr. X, who has stolen... From Resident Evil? The, the maze stone, or, or, or something, something along those lines, from, from the museum, and it's your job to, uh, to get him before he does something with the maze stone. Um, Fucks it or something. It's, it's exactly. unclear. It, it, yeah, very, very, very vague sort of a story, but uh, it is also... His, his intentions are unclear. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it, is, it is also just a very chill game. Um, you know, you're It just, has, like, some... I know this is not it, but it kind of has some, like, vague Where's Waldo vibes to me, looking at some of these some, screenshots. It's, it's amazing how, how listening uh, to other uh, people's uh, talk uh, can... Uh, uh, Amazing! Is this Amazing. is this a bit? Uh, did you did you miss us both talking about how it looks like? Where's Waldo? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> this lag, man. Sorry, sorry. We'll, I'm we'll coming blame in it on like, the lag. I'm, I'm that asshole who thinks that like they have. Sorry, some I was watching pornography. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was practicing onanism. That's no, my man. word for this week. Okay, I, I seeing... learned that, and I've been trying to use it every chance I get. Yeah, I keep yep. seeing Bukaki reflected in Shay's eyes from his other monitor. <laughs> That's not a reflection. <laughs> that's really what's happening right now, Rich. Shay, Shay, that's not playing through your headphones. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyways, sorry for interrupting <laughs> with a comment that you guys made five minutes ago. But um, uh huh. Um. But but yeah, it is. It is very much of the, of that art style, which is lovely to just wander around in and have you know little little animations. For all the all the people, you know, in 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 these worlds, and the oh, dude, Josh, just crazy I just stuff going it on. Looks, oh it looks God. like it's from Where's Waldo. I knew you were gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how could I not at this point? Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was the last interruption. I um, I'm sorry. Yeah, but uh, the music in it is also really good. Um, just you know, kind of fun, lighthearted uh, black metal. Exactly, exactly. A lot of lighthearted black men. Yes. Um <laughs> Sorry, that was the last interruption. No more. I promise. Yeah, I mean it, You can you can kind of tell a lot of it from from screenshots and 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 whatnot about what the vibe is going to be like, but uh yeah, I had a lot of fun streaming this. This was this was another one that I I streamed because I I you know, played Papatura much faster than I realized it was going to take on stream there. I'm like, okay, uh, we, we still have a lot of time to go. Let's, let's try this other one that I've been meaning to get to. Uh, and it was perfect for, uh, for just hanging out and, uh, and talking to people and, and relaxing. It is a very relaxing game uh, to, to go through. I think, I think it'd be a fun time if you're looking for something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, not was not exactly the the hidden item game type thing I was looking for, but very pleasant surprise regardless. Uh kind of scratched a very similar itch. So. Mm. It looks like a lot of fun. I I I like the the style of it. It looks kind of like a where's what. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, hold on, dude. That's crazy that you would think that cuz I was just thinking that. Yeah. No, it, it does look really cute, truth be told. Like, that, 
the art style is very relaxing. You guys played a lot of relaxing games this week. Yeah, I kind of needed it. Same, dude. Yeah, been, I was uh, over here like massacring waves of enemies, and Josh, you were too. But uh, you guys were also relaxing. I was doing none of that. Mm-hmm. I was out for blood. Oh, you yeah. guys were Sometimes out for you need it though for the vibes. <laughs> yeah, I've that, been, like, um... I I know Josh will title it like what the topic is, but that would be a good that'd be a good title for the show. Out for blood, out for vibes. Mm. Or something or, or, of that ilk. It really looks or, like where's Waldo? I was gonna say <laughs> 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 It looks like where's Waldo parentheses times ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Rich, what were you saying? I don't remember. It probably wasn't. Oh, okay. okay. Loot River. That's the last game that uh we're gonna talk about today, which Josh has a little bit more to update on that game, I believe. Yes, as I've kind of alluded to several times at this point. Um, I played this on stream last week, which is what I talked about. It is a, for anyone who is not caught up on that, it is a roguelike, a top-down roguelike where you are controlling the floors you are standing on, which are uh, sort of tetramino pieces that you're fighting on. Um, Hmm. You can slide around with the right joystick. Uh, to move, which for for some of the combat stuff, like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let a few of these guys onto the platform I'm on, and then back away because there's just too much going on. I can't fight all of them at once, uh, and also for like puzzling because just exploring around the world, uh, there's a lot of times where it's how am I gonna move these pieces around to even get where I want to go, uh, given how they, you know, even fit together in the world just like any Tetris experience. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I noticed that there were patch notes addressing some of my issues from last week, which were, uh, it was really easy to get snagged on the, uh, on the geometry on the floor while just walking around and just like frustratingly slow. Uh, so in a lot of situations, uh, mm. which they have fixed. It's now, I believe they've overfixed because they've gotten it to the point where you can you can kind of, I mean, from from a game perspective, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. Uh, right. Like you don't get snagged on corners at all. But but to the point where you kind of round that corner and are walking on nothing in in a lot of situations. Uh, mm. So like if you if you stop and look at what's happening, it's ridiculous. But it feels a lot better. Just you know, in general. Though I, I imagine that'll get you know tightened up eventually kind of right right finally right. finally find nail that, it middle down. ground exactly but just from game feel alone it it makes a huge difference instead of just getting stuck on every corner you're trying to walk around mm. um so they they had fixed that they also changed the dash which you know it was a standard you know roll dash thing as in any other souls like game mm. uh but originally there was not an animation for it. So it looked like a teleport, like, Oh, I'm going to hit this button and I'm just instantly in the new spot. Um, which is fine. If you want to actually do a teleport, 
Mm. Uh, but it was never a teleport, so so you could take damage, but you wouldn't see. Well, not why not, is that the problem? Or no, the the issue is that whenever your character disappears and reappears, you assume I can teleport through things, but you can't. Yeah. But you cannot. So I would get myself into spots where, oh, this is how my dodge work. Intuitively, you think that with with a a dodge well, like that, and then you'd get surrounded and try to dodge and go nowhere. Josh, I think we need to just get used as a culture to understanding and saying, okay, well, it's Nightcrawler rules. It is a teleport, but he has to be able to see where he's going. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I thought you were talking about it's always sunny, Nightcrawler. I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm talking about the X-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they just they added a you know a little dash animation to that, and it just it cleans things up. It makes it make sense, so you're not, you know making incorrect assumptions about how this works. Mm. Um, there, there were a lot of little things like that, just kind of changing things like the timer for getting through levels no longer runs while you're in town, uh, which is nice. You don't feel like you're rushing to get through, you know, setting up stuff, talking to people. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, just so many little changes that are really nice. Uh, kind of like I was mentioning before, it's still it's still a little loose. Like it still feels like there's work to be done here, but they have been patching this thing constantly. Every time I open up Steam, there's a patch for this thing. Just ever since it came out, just constant patches. Uh, mm. They're still they're still really doing a ton of work to get it where it needs to be, and that's that's really cool because it was on release. I I was fairly disappointed because i was probably overly excited just given the really cool premise which is not something we'd seen before and whenever i see something completely unique i'm like okay i i I want this to be great um Mm. and it was a little disappointing just how stiff it was and at this point they've they've overcorrected now everything's a little loose it's a it's a (laughs) kind of you know it's a process they're going through but it, it seems like they're heading in the right direction and let's be let's be honest, Josh. I mean, one of the reasons why you love those like wholly unique experiences because it gives you another reason to shit on AAA games. Exactly. <laughs> You're self-aware, yeah. at least. You know, if <laughs> anything. Exactly. At least you know what you want. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I hope I hope that they're able to kind of like seems like the this pendulum has swung one way and now it's swung the other way, and hopefully it like corrects itself down to the middle. Yeah, but yeah. um yeah, I was like it was crazy because I was um I was looking at screenshots of Labyrinth City and it kind of looks like where's Waldo. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so tired. That's what she said. Uh let's Not go on you. break. <laughs> let's go on break. Uh <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I know you guys need it after dealing with me. But mm-hmm. um We'll be right back and we'll read the uh, polls and uh, get the fuck out of here. We'll be, be back, right back. As, as soon as we find Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I left him in the car park. Did you, did you roll a window down? Uh, he's fine. He, he's, he's, he doesn't need it. Music's on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what music would Waldo listen to? Uh, he's listening to just a CD, I, a CD I made of elevator music. <laughs> and he's sitting, what, in, the, he's sitting in the back like of the car. fucking circus music. Never mind. And he's like, "Oh yeah." 
<laughs> Nobody's gonna find me. All right, let's go on break. We'll be right back. <laughs> ah, the summer breeze. The sun is beaming. The waves are crashing. Life is good. Mister! Mister! Uh, what? What in the blazes is going on? X-Tree! X-Tree! Read all about it! Read what, lad? Spit it out! How did you find me on vacation? Swordjump has tank tops, beach towels, and much more over at store.swordjump.com! Store.swordjump.com? Store.swordjump.com! Store.swordjump.com Yes! Store.swordjump.com Store.swordchomp.com Yes, damn it! <sighs> it worked. I can enjoy my afternoon nap in peace. Hey, mister. Did you hear about store.swordchomp? We're back. And we're gonna talk about the polls, which if you want to vote on every Tuesday at the Sword Chomp Instagram, gram, 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 you can vote on them, and we will read the results out live, 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 live. live. Who let Storm brand Patrick Warburton in here? I don't know. Um, poll number one: If you could revive one game studio, which of the two would you choose? Visceral Games or Lionhead Studio? And 64% of people voted for Visceral Games, the right choice. And correct. 36% of people Cor voted yes, for Lionhead Studios. S sadly, Visceral seems like it is kind of getting revived, but more in a, a necromancy sort of a sense. Um, yeah, it's Hollow Corpse is being reanimated. Yeah, yeah, this, this is very much a, you know, a finger on the monkey paw curls. Yeah, a, a, a sort of a situation. Um, yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah, I like obviously visceral, visceral, um, visceral games. I would very much love to have that brought back because Dead Space. Even though Dead Space is getting that remake next year, um, mm -hmm. I. I would love the original studio working on that. Um, and they've put some other good games out. I mean, they put The Third Age out, which is... Uh, sorry, Lord of the Rings The Third Age, which, you know, people have mixed feelings on. I really love that game. I mm. would love... Um, I think it's an important stepping stone. I don't, I don't think it holds up particularly well, but no. it was like... It, it was a very cool thing that was a risk to do with a, a, a property that was so big. Right, and like a lot of people don't know that Visceral also worked on that two Lord of the Rings Two Towers game back in two thousand two that everybody loved as well. Yeah. So I mean they have they have some important history in gaming, um, but you know, obviously the likelihood that they come back is not very high, unfortunately. So yeah, Lionhead. I mean, besides the one Fable game, yeah, that I've first never one, been a big fan the, of them. The good one. And yeah, the, the one, one good ones. one. 
And to be fair, like all the Fable games that came after, like my feelings in them are like those games are fine. They're no Fable One. Hmm. Yeah, uh, like anybody who really tells more me so Fable, Fable Two is fine. Anyone yeah. who tells me Fable Two or Three is better than the first one is fucking high. The first one was the peak of that series. Yeah, yeah. The first one didn't quite live up to all the promises that. Well, we're, when they finish the story and yeah. put it out again, that's the best version of it. The one yes. that has an ending. Oh, the lost uh, chapters. Yeah. 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 F- Fable 2, I don't think it's better, but like at least I don't think anyone would be insane for going. I like Fable 2 more than Fable 1. I just don't agree with that. If you mm. told me you like Fable 3 more than Fable 1, I'd think you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Visceral, I would love to see them. If if I had the choice between the two, I would much rather see them come back. You know, agreed, agreed. Hmm. Um. Let's see here. Next poll was Mario Kart Eight is still the best-selling Switch game to date. Are you surprised? Uh, twenty-seven percent of people said, "Damn, really?" And seventy-three percent of people said, "Not at all surprised." No. Just uh, just given the lineage of it, like there's, yeah. And some people are, like, kind of getting bummed about it and being like, oh, well, if it keeps selling like this, you know, they're just never going to make a new one. And part of me continuously going, maybe they just so? don't need to. Like, right. maybe this I, is. Yeah. Like, think about all the car- the tracks they're putting out. I'd be more comfortable if, like, every year they were like, here's eight new tracks and a few new characters like, from outside. Yeah, Mario. Like maybe like, every few years they make a new mode yeah. or something. But like and add some new characters and some new tracks because that game is already broken ground by putting in characters that are not just from Mario by adding, you know, the squid kids and link and just keep doing stuff like that. Like, Oh, we're fucking putting Samus and captain Falcon and like four new maps in. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of similar to super smash, you know, like you're just adding more and more characters. Yeah. They're never going to drop the Mario Kart name at this point, but it's basically Nintendo Kart now. Yeah. That and and this version of it specifically is Is so outstanding. It is. Yeah. Excellent. Like I, I bought this on the Wii U and as soon as they were, you know, I bought started, yeah, started announcing all the new stuff that was going to be on the Switch. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's time to upgrade finally. Oh, um, no. And honestly, in terms of Nintendo keeps talking about, and I, I do think they are putting their money where their mouth is, how they're like, oh, we're going to keep adding value to the Switch on that uh, Nintendo Game Pass subscription yeah. thing, like the the higher tiered version of it and being like, oh, we're giving you all these uh, like fucking 48 new courses we're adding to that game. Like, I I. I was hesitant when they first announced that stuff, but if they keep tracking with that stuff and Mario Kart being a big part of that, I think they are putting their money where their mouth is in terms of that stuff. Yeah, I mm. think that, again, I think it's a very different sort of subscription than the others, but I like the 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 expansion as as a as a bonus, sort of a They model. added uh, Kirby and the Crystal Shards to it today mm-hmm. for N64, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's not surprising at, at all at all that it's still one of the best selling games of all time and the best selling game on the Switch. Yeah. Never um, forget, uh Wii Sports mm. is still the best selling video game of all time. Yeah, true, true, true. I said one of the best selling. No, no, no. I just like it's a, it's an unfair statistic. That's why I always love to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The any anything that comes with a console is is always It's an unfair statistic, but yeah. it is fact. Mm-hmm. True. True, true, true. Um Next next poll is do you still play and enjoy battle royale games? Uh 30% of people said I still love them and 70% of people said I fell off or I never liked them. 
What do you guys think? Do you think the the time of the battle royale is coming to a close? I don't think it's coming to a close. I think the time where there's a new battle royale every other day is coming to a close. Yeah. Because I still think it's a totally viable game type and I do enjoy playing them. And I think things like Apex and Fortnite that have a foothold are going to stick around. And then every once in a while, you'll get a different one trying something unique. But like gone are the year where it's like there was a different battle royale trying a different gimmick every week. Exactly. Like just just. We need. There were so many fucking clones, just one after another. All but shooters, all at nearly the same time, indistinguishable. Though, but at the same time, though, there were a ton that I really enjoyed for how different they were trying to be. Like yeah. I, I don't remember the name of some, but there was one I played a lot of that was um, you were mages and you were mm. picking up gauntlets that had different spell types. You had one for left hand, one for right hand. That's some neat. of them were like traversal base and some of them were just DPS. And it, yeah. it was cool because it was oh, different. Goodness, there were so many. I'm trying to remember the names of them. I don't think I played that one. But there, there was. Oh, what is it? It was like a Western, but with zombies and. Sure. The 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 the, the trash in the world, the zombies were way stronger than the players in it, mm-hmm. which was just such a really unique feel to mm-hmm. a to a battle royale where you're not you know fucking around just farming stuff collecting whatnot until you get in a fight like everything's dangerous in the world and my brain is completely blanking on the name of this game Th- there was a high fantasy one um, called Re- realm royale that i remember liking quite a bit yeah yeah it, it, like it, it wasn't all completely vapid it's just that the space was so crowded that Finding Everybody, any of them to catch on other than the few massive successes. Just, everybody was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <sighs> yeah. I, I also, I, I agree with you on the, on the whole, that phase of gaming is dead as far as just seeing them constantly it doesn't for mean no reason. There's, we're never going to see new ones again. I just, we're not going to see them in those huge numbers, which is, which is good because frankly, there were too many to ever have a healthy community around, uh, at the time. Yeah. And just, they need more space. They, they need a little more space than that in order to thrive. So I, I think that's mm. a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we saw that, kind of similar explosion when Call of Duty started hitting its stride back in the day where everybody was trying to make an online shooter. So I'm not surprised that when Battle Royale started really taking off that we kind of saw the same thing. You know, it was but, one I, I liked that I, just, cause I was just trying to think of some of the names of them. Uh, the Darwin Project. I really like that one. I don't even remember that. It was very like almost Hunger Gamies, but like in a game show sense where like there was like an announcer Mm. Um, and it would tell you like, oh, X one person left alive in zone three. Like, yeah, I, no idea. <laughs> it was one of the earlier ones. It yeah. was popular. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was old man. Uh, the last poll that we uh, did, <gasps> the trailer for Avatar two has finally dropped. Are you excited for this movie? Oh, they're making another sequel to Avatar the Last Airbender. Uh, 48% of people said more special effects. They, yeah, they're, and they're 52% finally. And 52% of people said unobtainium can suck it. Yeah. I, I, Are they I going for to one, release? am excited to see the sequel to Papyrus. I, I, <laughs> Are they going to release... A, isn't that a the, computer program? Is there going to be it's 30 a minutes? It's, it's is a there font. Be, and 
literally their logo for the first avatar is <laughs> just avatar written in papyrus. That That's was the right. whole I logo. About that. I forgot about that. He, he spends billions of dollars on this shit movie, and the logo is just Avatar written in papyrus. Somebody uh, sent me one of those green text stories about Avatar. I was actually going to send this to you guys in the WhatsApp, but I'll just, it's very small. I'll just read aloud to you guys, because this is exactly how I feel about the first Avatar. <laughs> Be highest grossing film of all time. Have zero cultural impact. Nobody remembers a single line of dialogue. Nobody remembers the name of any of the characters. Nobody remembers a single plot point beyond funny blue people living on wacky floating island planet. James Cameron is a soulless hack. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Fuck, I hate like, how true the, that is. O- the only things that are memorable from that movie are unobtainium and hair fucking. Because it's so bad. That, yeah, that's, the, that's it. Those, those are I, the two things. I do always remember one piece of the story solely because it is a, a 30 Rock bit uh, when Liz Lemon is at a singles group and somebody comes up and starts talking about Avatar and refers to them as Marines. And yeah. she just goes, they're, they're not Marines. They're mercenaries working for an intergalactic mining company. Some of them were former Marines, but they weren't working for the U.S. military. <laughs> <laughs> I've really forgotten don't. about that. That's been a while. Oh. I really don't remember the plot of that movie at all. I remember like it's bits Pocahontas of- in space. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I'm excited to see the visual effects of it, uh, to be honest with you. That's the only thing I'm excited for. It's cool that they're actually going to make a movie about that part of Disney World. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <sighs> I mean, but Josh, to, to your earlier witty retort about the papyrus font, like he spent billions of dollars. Imagine if he took that and like did the opposite where he got this really nice, unique font and like all the what are they called? The blue people are called Navi, right? Yeah. No, that's yeah. your fairy friend from Ocarina yeah, of Time. Yeah, it's not Navi, it's Navi. Whatever they're called. All right, David. <laughs> Imagine that, like, all of them look really highly rendered except one. And they're like, oh, that's our ugly Uncle Steve. He's like, hey, guys. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Hey, and they're like, who wants to jerk off my hair braid? Why, why did you guys fuck, fuck up this one guy? Yeah, well, uh. I fell off one of those flying creatures and smacked my face on a fucking rock. No, he's he's they're they're worried because there's a spy who's one of the humans in disguise, and he's like, "Who do you think the spy is?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> How Hello, do you do, fellow, fellow Navi? blue people. <laughs> How do you do, fellow Navi? <laughs> hey, I see some of you guys are fucking. Can I join? Anybody want to fuck my hair? <laughs> or anybody want to get fucked with my hair? I think I'm gonna go fuck that dragon. <laughs> By dragon, I mean the little dirt mound I modeled into a dragon. Uh, I, I do have to say I appreciate. Uh, I first saw that Avatar two trailer when I went to see uh, Doctor Strange in the movie theaters, and when the logo shot up, somebody in the back of my theater just goes, "Where was Sokka?" <laughs> <laughs> What a uh, what a gem! What a fucking gem! That's wonderful. Oh, that's amazing. Well, like I said, if you want to vote on the polls every Tuesday at the Sword Chomp Instagram, you can check that out there. Um, that's gonna do it for the show. Uh, I want to say really quickly, if you want more content from us, head over to SwordChomp.com, where we have more podcasts such as Evoking the Sublime, Chomping at the Bits, and uh chomping after dark that's the other one we do that's right um we he also forgot have, his own show 
<laughs> Look at this fucking You forgot jabroni. the showy hosts. Fucking jabroni. <laughs> uh, we also have an article section where we mainly review games, but we also do some other random think pieces and some guides and stuff like that. You can head over there, check that out. We have a merch store called uh, storechomp.com slash store 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 store.com that's it yes store.storechomp.com uh, that's actually how i remember it i was like wait what that's is the how url I, for that and then i remember Rich's voice. How, I, how i remember it too mm-hmm. yeah um yeah <laughs> thank you sir actually we, we got to update that because they have new pet products in there now Ooh. yeah yeah we'll make a new one yeah well not a so, whole so new your dog can represent yes your dog I, can have, I have a dog. I'm going to be getting him some sort of products. There you go. Dude, seriously, send no, us I, a... Fi- I'm going to, but, but next week when I get paid. Good call, good call. <laughs> I can't afford uh, our merch. Yeah, so I got to update Not that. Not even at cost, no. <laughs> oh, but um, we also, now. you know, we have a Patreon as everybody and their mother. This, this show is 100% funded by the listeners, which... Uh, we appreciate each and every one of our patrons very, very much. You can head over to patreon.com slash swordchomp where you can learn about the ways you can support us and the ways you're rewarded in return for that. Um, but that's it. That's it. That's, uh, that's what we do. That's our show. Um, you want to follow us at social media at swordchomp on the Twitter and Instagram. You can check us out there. And I want to just say thank you to each and every one of you for checking out the show. I also want to say thank you to Josh and Rich for being here to talk about video games with me. And um, I was your host, Shay. Thank you so much. We will be back next week with another episode of The Chompcast. Thank you, and take care. And where's Waldo? (laughs) That game we were looking at, it looked like where's Waldo? Just like it.